This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited because I am recording this podcast from Australia. This is the second podcast I'm recording from here. The first one I had with my friends. And if you have not listened to that episode, please go do it. I've actually been like really loving the more casual episodes. So the ones where I talk more about my life, the ones where I share more about my experiences. And honestly, I think Entering my late 20s has just given me so much more perspective on life. And I don't know, I just feel so much more mature and so much more confident in myself. And I feel like as every year goes on, I feel wiser and wiser. And I look at myself when I was 25, 24, 23, and I just feel so like little, even though back then I know that I felt wiser and more confident as well. And so it honestly makes me excited to get older and it makes me excited to continue to grow and just like gain new life experiences. And I think half of 26 and so far now we're almost like, I guess we're a few months out of me being 27. I feel like I've just grown so much because it's been my first year single in like the past decade. And some of you guys are probably like, what? Because I feel like you're either you've been single forever or you are a relationship girl and you are just like like me where you've bounced around from relationship to relationship to relationship. And now I have actually been single for 10 months. It's almost been a year, which is crazy because the breakup episode is definitely still in circulation. I feel like that episode has helped so many people. If you're going through a breakup, please listen to that episode because I have never gotten more DMs on an episode than that one saying how much it has helped them. But I feel like when you're someone that's been in a relationship forever, you kind of always say like, oh yeah, like I know I've always been in a relationship, but like I don't need to be single. Like I already know a lot about myself. And and I guess like not everyone needs to be single because I feel like, you know, some people meet their person when they're 18 and then it works out. But I just think that everyone can benefit from being single. I guess that's a better way to say it. Like No, you don't need to because, of course, if you meet your person early, then that's great. But I think if you have ever been curious about it or if you're scared of it, I guess, like if you've been someone who's been in a relationship for the past 10 years, literally, I have not been single for more than three months in a decade besides like this period of my life, then it's really scary. Like I remember thinking like, I'm good being single because like I'm such an independent person in relationships, but I was so terrified of actually becoming single and I was so terrified of like being on my own and 
now that it's been almost a year, I'm like, wow, I totally see the benefit of it. And it's not something I'm like, everyone dump your boyfriends and be single. But like, I have grown so much. And I honestly really do love the person that I've become in this period. And I think it's really like transformative. And you just learn a lot about yourself and about what you are looking for. And you develop such great relationships and friendships. And it's been a really amazing journey for me. And I feel like this podcast has kind of taken a shift from being very business oriented. Like I know for the first like three years of this podcast, it was pretty much all business related and interviewing people. Like I had guests on every single week and I've taken more like solo episodes this time around. And I want to know if you guys like solo episodes and if you like the more like personal approach I've been taking because I always make episodes that you guys are interested in listening to. And if you don't care about the guests or you don't care about the topic or it's not necessarily relevant or relatable to you, then I kind of want to start incorporating more personal ones. I think I need to just like rethink and reshift how I describe my podcast and like the focus of it, because right now it's a little all over the place. Like it's like sometimes it's business, sometimes it's solo, sometimes it's friendship, sometimes it's dating. And I feel like it's not consistent. So I really need to like rethink and think about the strategy of it. It's just, as you know, it's so hard for me to niche down, but I feel like it would be really beneficial for me to niche down. And I've been loving these more like personal episodes I guess and like personal approaches so anyways I would love to know if you're listening what you enjoy listening to because if you want more personal stuff if you want dating if you want singlehood I could do that for you I can deliver I can have my friends on the episodes like I can make it more fun but if you're like no Natalie I want value I want you to have like really cool guests and all this stuff then I will do that too so let me know because there's a million podcasts about business there's a million podcasts about dating there's a million podcasts in general so I want to know what you want to see from me personally like what can I Natalie deliver to you that you guys are interested in are you interested in my life are you interested in my advice are you like whatever it is like I would actually love one of my dream podcast would be to like give advice like sit here and do like an ask nat and just like give advice but i'm like i don't know if that's what you guys care to like listen to you know so i just need you to tell me what you care about and i will deliver because as you know i don't like to niche down it's just really 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 hard for me but i'm gonna talk to my podcast network and we're gonna come up with a plan because i definitely want to like reshift the strategy of this and focus a little bit more on a certain topic and stick to it so please let me know. That's why I've been doing more like friend episodes too. So last week I recorded with my friends and it was so funny. We shared our dating stories. My friends have some funny stories and they have some funny experiences. And I just talk about how we met in our 20s, how we met post-grad, how, I don't know, it's just you get to hear our dynamic. And I really want to include them in more posts of mine, like podcasts, videos, photos. Like I just think that you guys will love them and I've always said that I wanted that like sex in the city friend group or like the friends friend group and I grew up watching like Tess Christine on YouTube for example I really loved her content and like her friend group is so cute so let me know if that's also something you're interested in but that got me thinking actually so this week we're in Australia we took a girl's trip to Australia 
And it's been so much fun. It's the last day. We're actually checking out of our Airbnb. Our checkout time is in 30 minutes. So I have to be done with this podcast in 30 minutes, which I think I'll be good. We're just going to kind of stay here until someone comes in and kicks us out. But anyways, so we in Australia this week, we were just like having girl chats and we were just like talking amongst the three of us. And we were saying how we honestly like there are so many men that will just like disappoint you and I'm sure it goes both ways I'm sure there's a lot of women that will disappoint men I don't know that side because obviously I'm a girl and I like men so I will not experience the other side of it but as a woman who likes men men can definitely let you down and (laughs) in my experience and in me and my friends experiences and we're just like after hearing so many stories of like my friends that go on dates with these guys, I've started to like slowly experience it. I feel like I haven't dived in too much, but I've definitely like dipped my toe in and I'm like, wow, a lot of guys just suck. And this is not a hating on men campaign because I know that there's great guys out there. But I think what it is, is that we need to stop making excuses for guys because I think we constantly do that. We're constantly, and this is just for people, like I don't care who you like, you should stop making excuses for other people. And I feel like we just make excuses for these guys and they don't deserve these excuses. They don't necessarily deserve the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes they do, I'm not saying all the time, but for the most part, we just constantly excuse them and then they end up hurting us really badly because we've been burned so many times and it's because we have excused a lot of their behavior and we need to stop doing that like as a collective can we please just stop doing that because it's hurting us and it's hurting us more than if we just like cut it off from the first thing that they you know didn't match our standards Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. 
Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Airs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. This episode is going to be about like the standards that I have in relationships now and the standards that I have just in general. Like I think all of us should create a list of standards. And if you're listening to this podcast, pull out the notes app on your phone and write a list of standards so that when you do go on dates, when you do start talking to people, when you do start like liking someone, you can kind of go to this list and be like, do they match these standards? And me and my friends decided to do this because we were like, wait, this person from the beginning kind of showed us their true colors, but we just excused it because we're like, no, 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 maybe they'll change. Maybe they'll change. And it's like usually if they show you their true colors in the beginning, they're not going to change. Or some people are like really great in the beginning, but then over time they let you down. And because they were so great in the beginning, you go back to that and you're like, well, if only they can go back to being that person that I once knew. If only they can go back to like the beginning. And we have to believe people when they show us who they are. We have to be like, okay, this is who you're showing me that you are. Like my standards are here and you are not matching them. So I am leaving. And I think we need to just normalize that and be okay with that. And of course, I'm not saying leave someone the first time they do anything wrong because we're all going to fail and we're all going to mess up and we're all going to like fall short of someone's standards. So that's not necessarily what I'm saying. Use your best judgment. But when you go at it with like a clear mind, like, right now that I'm literally speaking to no one like I was telling my friends I'm like so bored I have no one to text like no one to like I'm not seeing anyone I'm not going on dates with anyone I'm not texting anyone there's no one I'm even like posting on my story for and like hoping that they see it like I don't even have a crush like I used to be like oh I'm gonna post this and, like I hope this person sees it no I don't even have that anymore so life is pretty boring so now that I'm in like a clear head I was like I'm gonna write my standards out so that when I do decide to talk to someone and when I do decide to go on dates, I can look at this and be like, do they match these standards? And I am saying these are not unachievable or like these are not far out where it's like, oh my God, you expect so much from someone. This is 
literally the bare minimum. And this is different than qualities. So I think standards and qualities are really different. Like everyone has a type. Everyone has a preference. Some people want them to be athletic. Some people want them to be funny. Some people want them to be tall, whatever. Those are all qualities. Those are not standards. Standards are more of like how I expect to be treated. And if you cannot treat me this way, then I am better off alone. You know, so and I'm going to go through these and they don't need to meet every single one. I like made a note where it's like they need to meet majority of these, like almost every single one. But let's say they like slip up on one of them, then that's okay. And I don't think this is too much to ask for. So I split them up into categories. I said standards and men, first date, talking stage and relationship. So we're going to start with the first date. So first date, number one, they have to pay for the first date. I am a traditionalist when it comes to who pays on the first date. I think men should pay. You know, if I'm going on a date with a man, I think he should pay. And that is just a standard that I have. I saw this like TikTok once that was talking about how women have so much more of a risk when they go on a date with a man. Like if we're just looking at it like that, women are so much more at risk. How many like cases of like, I mean, not to sound morbid, but how many women go on dates and they literally end up getting murdered? Like that is so much more common than a man going on a date and getting murdered. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I'm saying the risk is so much more for a woman or how many women go on dates with a guy and then he ends up being aggressive. He ends up drugging her drink. He ends up like there's so many horror stories on women going on dates with guys like a first date is so Honestly, it's like so risky for a woman, especially on a dating app when you don't know the person. It's different when it's like a friend from college or a mutual friend. But when you don't know the person and you're meeting them for the first time, you have no idea how they are. And the woman is just so much more at risk than the guy in that situation. And so I really don't think that it is absurd to be like, I expect my meal to be paid for. I will always reach for my purse and be like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, okay, thank you. That's a test. Man, if you're listening, if I ask you, are you sure you want to split it? And then you say yes, that is a test. However, I will say after the first date, like let's say we go and get drinks or something, I actually don't mind paying for a drink, like a round of drinks. I don't know. I then end up feeling really guilty if someone's paying for me for everything. I know some girls are going to be like, no, oh my God, he needs to pay for everything. I will say if someone pays for everything, I don't mind. I'm not like, oh, no, I must pay. But I really don't mind like splitting drinks afterwards. Like if we end up going to like a second place or a third place or a fourth place, I'm like, listen, I don't need you to drop like hundreds of dollars on a first date. So I really don't mind paying in that situation. But I feel like if you're going for like dinner and drinks, I expect the guy that I'm on a date with to pay for that. And then the next one picks me up, but in parentheses, if they live close enough and if we have met before. If we are going on a hinge date, I do not want you to pick me up. I don't want you to know where I live. Like, no. However, if I know you already, like if we've met and you live close by, I would like you to offer to pick me up. I just think that's nice. And as long as I like feel safe in the car with you, I think that that's fine. So we have to have met before, though, because I will not get into a car for the first time with someone that I do not know. But I do expect someone to offer if they live close by or if I know them. I just think it's like very gentleman-y to ask. And it's different if you guys are like Ubering there or something like I don't know. I think there are certain situations where you will not get picked up. But if we are going to dinner, I would like to get picked up call me crazy. 
anyways, that's not like a deal breaker for me, but it's just something that like I would like. That's why I added the little parentheses there. I was like, there are some exceptions to this. Number three, if they ask you questions about yourself or my, my standard is asks questions about yourself or about myself. I cannot tell you how many guys I've spoken to. And this is like just men I've spoken to in general, not even like dating wise, just like had conversations with where they do not ask you a single question about yourself. And I'm like, how? I would feel so uncomfortable. Like when I am speaking to someone or meeting someone new, if I don't ask them questions about themselves, I feel so uncomfortable talking about myself the whole time. I'm like, listen, like enough about me. The second that I've answered like two questions, I'm like, it's enough. Let's switch this to you. Like I just get uncomfortable talking about myself that much. And asking questions about someone is so easy because you know what you need to do. Let's say they ask you like, oh, do you have any siblings? Okay, you talk about that. You know, a natural way to ask someone questions is say, how about you? What about you? Do you have any siblings? Like, it's very easy to have a two-sided conversation. And I just feel like so many people don't do that. And honestly, like, I've noticed this just with people in general, like, not even, like, men that I'm interested in, but even some, like, girls, I'll be in conversations with them, like, meeting them for the first time. And there's just like not a two-way conversation. It's like I'm interviewing them on my podcast. I'm like, listen, I don't understand how difficult it is to ask questions. So if they do not ask me questions about myself, it is an automatic no because I think that is just like basic respect and like having a curiosity about someone else. Like it tells you everything I need to know. So people, make sure you ask someone that you're speaking to questions if they're asking you questions. Next one, this one might be controversial, and this one is going to stop people from being delusional because I've been there. I've been the one that's been like, well, maybe he's busy. Maybe he dropped his phone and broke it. Maybe he is, you know, all of this stuff. No, he's not interested in you. So this one is text within 12 hours after the first date. Some people might be like, 12 hours, that's too little. 12 hours, like if you like me, you will text me within 12 hours being like, hey, I had fun. That's it. We don't need to have a conversation. If you're my friend, you know I don't text people. Like, it's such a struggle for me to text back. Like, that's for anyone in my life. I just don't know why I have, like, a paralysis of texting back for some reason. And it's something I need to work on. And I acknowledge it. But I would expect a text within 12 hours. That way, if you get dropped off at 10 p.m., if you get dropped off at 12 p.m., by the morning or by the next day, you should get a text back. Like, honestly, I'm expecting like you go home and you text me. Like, that's honestly what I expect or else I will be in my head and I'm like, oh my God, they hate me. I don't know if this is normal. Maybe I'll move this to 24 hours to be generous. But honestly, within 12 hours, I think is generous enough. And I just expect that if I like someone, I would like to text them immediately. And I'm not for like playing games. So please don't play the whole like, oh, I need to text her back in like three days. So she like misses me or whatever. Like, no, if I want to text someone, I'm just going to text them. I usually will wait for a first date for the guy to text me first. Again, I'm a traditionalist in that way. I would like him to text me first. However, after the first date, I will text first. Like, I don't care, but it needs to be reciprocated every now and then. So, yeah, I would say text within, let's say, 20 hours. <laughs> I said 12 hours. I'm going to stick to it. If I start seeing most men text within 24 hours, then okay, I'll move it. But if you're not texting me within that day, I'm just going to assume you don't like me enough. And I don't want to be someone that you're like, eh, I don't really like her. But like, if I'm bored, let me follow up. Like, no, if you don't like me, just like, don't talk to me. No hard feelings. It's just a first date. 
So yeah, that's my first date standards. I feel like they're pretty fair. I'm not asking for too much. I'm not saying you need to spend a certain amount of money. I'm not saying you need to drive a nice car. I'm not saying even what type of job you need to have. Like, I think those are a little bit can be shallow depending on your reasoning for them. However, those are my standards for my first date. Okay, now the talking stage. This is when you're like feeling each other out. You're seeing if you like each other. You're hanging out. Okay, first standard doesn't only text at night. Ladies, if your man is only texting you after 9 p.m. asking what you're doing, all he wants to do is hook up with you. Let's just make that clear. Like, we are in our 20s. A man is not texting you at 11 p.m. asking what you're doing so that you guys can talk and have a good time. Like, it's just, it's not happening. I've gotten texts before at, like, literally 2 in the morning. And I'm like, do you expect me to answer this? Like, do you truly expect me? to answer this 2 a.m. text. Like, who do you think I am? So we don't respond. We do not respond. I've gotten a text at 2 a.m. once and I'm like, I refuse to answer. I will answer in the afternoon the next day when you can think about what you said. (laughs) You can tell me if you still want to talk to me in broad daylight because no. So yeah, if he only texts at night, it's just a no-go, especially if that's the only time he texts. If you guys are hanging out consistently and like hanging out during the day, you're like going, you know, like you're doing like normal things together and then he texts you at night. I think that's totally different. He just wants to see you and that can be like kind of cute. But if he's exclusively only texting you at night, that is a no-go for me and I will not be answering. The next one is making concrete plans, not just come over. This kind of goes hand in hand with the other one, but There's nothing that bothers me more than a man who will just say like, oh, like, do you want to hang out? You can just come over my apartment. And then forever, all you do is come over each other's apartments or like, that's all you do. Like that to me is just like, listen, you're going to have to take me out. You're going to have to take me to lunch. You're going to have to take me to dinner. Let's go get coffee. Let's go on a walk. Let's do like fun little things. I am not someone who is satisfied by just like going over to your apartment and hanging out forever. Like, of course, that's going to happen. Sometimes you're going to go over and you're just going to want to hang out and watch TV and whatever. But if that is the only thing you're asking me to do, that means that you are incapable of making concrete plans with me. And I don't want that. And I know some people might be like, oh, this is crazy. I'm sorry. I don't think it's crazy. And also, I've been in relationships before where these standards were all met and I expect them now because I was treated very well in my previous relationships. Like, I honestly think I, especially my like last two relationships, like I was treated very, 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 very well. And so it's made me have high standards and I'm not going to settle for someone who's just inviting me over all the time and that's it. Like that's no, you got to make plans with me. The next one is introduces me to friends. I think in the talking stage, getting introduced to friends, it's not always going to happen, especially if they like don't, you know, maybe if they've moved recently, they don't have that many friends or something. I don't know. I don't think in the talking stage it's always going to happen, but I ideally would like to be introduced to friends. I'm not family. I think family is reserved for when you're in a relationship. But with the talking stage, I think it's important for both of you not to like be hiding each other. Like I'm not saying it needs to happen early on. It could happen like way later, but eventually I would like to get introduced to friends. The next one is not being flaky slash says what he's going to do. So, for example, if you say, hey, do you want to go to dinner tonight? 
I expect that when tonight comes around, we go to dinner. I don't expect for tonight to come around and you just ignore it and like hope I forget and that's it. Or for, you know, every single time we make a plan for you to be like, ah, actually, I can't. Sorry. Like, of course, like I understand canceling every now and then things come up, things happen. But when that is your personality of being a flake, then that's not for me. I'm like, why can't you commit to a plan? How can you commit to a relationship if you cannot commit to a plan? You know? And then the next one is the relationship stage. So this one is where I'm an expert in (laughs) considering I know this better than any of the other stages. I haven't really gone on many dates and I've only been in the talking stage with people that I've ended up dating. So I'm a newbie, but I'm writing these down with a fresh mind, like I said. So relationship. This is all coming from personal experience as well. Again, I've been in really great relationships where men have treated me very nicely. And so I do have high standards. So the first one, plans dates. I am a girl who likes going out on dates. I don't need to go on a date every single week, but ideally at least once a month, at least once a month, we need to go on a date, like plan it out, make the reservation, pick the place like it needs to be planned and we need to go on a date. I am someone who does not like sitting inside an apartment all day and just like doing routine stuff all the time. Like I like to spice it up, you know? Next one is pays for at least half of the dates. Once you're in a relationship, I think it's very fair game of payments. Like I am not someone who I'm like, oh my God, the guy needs to pay all the time. In all my relationships, it was pretty much like you get one thing, I'll get the next. You get one thing, I'll get the next. I don't think it's fair to expect one person to pay for everything all the time. I think that's when like a lot of resentment comes in. And it's honestly like, I just don't get that, especially if both of you are working. I think there are situations if someone is out of a job, if someone is struggling more than the other person, then obviously like one person should cover more than the other, I think. However, in all my relationships, we've been pretty equal. If not, like I've made more money. So it's like I would expect it to be half and half at least. And I don't mind covering like bigger things or I don't know. I just I expect it to be at least half because I do still think that like you should put in an effort and pay, but I don't expect you to pay for everything. Okay. The next one is remembers holidays and birthdays and makes plans for them. I'm a big birthday girl and I'm a big holiday girl. I don't care that much about Valentine's Day. All I want to do on Valentine's Day is like go to a nice dinner. I don't need a gift for Valentine's Day. However, Christmas and my birthday, if I don't get a gift and there's like no plan for that, I will be very sad. (laughs) I'm just being honest. Like if you are someone that you're like, oh, happy birthday at like 7 p.m. that night. No. And if you're someone that's like, oh, like you don't have any plans or you didn't even like think about my birthday ahead of time. It's a no, especially when we're dating. In the talking stage, you don't need to plan anything. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to buy me anything. You just need to text me happy birthday. However, dating, if you are my boyfriend, I expect that because I go all out for your birthday and I really like my birthday. So I'm like, you need to do something for me. And same with Christmas. We don't need to like do anything, but like I would expect a Christmas gift because I will be purchasing <laughs> a gift, if not multiple gifts for you. So that's just how I am. And so that is just what I expect. And so if you cannot provide that, then I don't think that we will work out. The next one is getting a gift for my birthday and Christmas. So this kind of goes hand in hand with the other one. The other one was making plans. This one is getting a gift. Like I expect 
a gift for Christmas and my birthday. And I don't think that that is a high standard, if I'm being honest. And it doesn't have to be big. I'm not saying it needs to be an expensive gift. It can be very, very thoughtful. Next one is introduces me to family. If we are boyfriend and girlfriend, I do expect to be introduced to the family. There are obviously situations if like your family is estranged. Is that the word? Like you don't speak to your family or something like that. There's obviously situations like that. But I'm talking about in just the situations I've experienced. If you have a relationship with your family, I do expect to be introduced. And it doesn't need to be right away. I think it could be a few months in. I think it could be a year in. Like, I don't think it needs to be right away. But I think within the first year, I would like to be introduced to the family. And then the other one is doesn't hide his phone. I will not be in a relationship with someone who I do not know their phone password. Why are you hiding your phone? what do you have to hide? Like, I don't understand that. So I will not be (laughs) dating someone that does that. I just think that if you're hiding your phone, there's something sketchy. Like you're either cheating, you're flirting, you're, I don't know. I just think there's no reason in a relationship to hide your phone. I think if you are in a relationship and you find yourself going through that person's phone, like you go through their text messages, you go through their phone. I think that that is a red flag in and of itself. And you should not be doing that. And that just shows that your relationship is not very healthy if you're doing that. But I think that you should feel comfortable enough for your partner to know your phone password. The next one is surprises me every now and then. This is something that I've actually never had like in any of my relationships. I've never really been surprised, but I loved surprising my boyfriends. Like I would just like love doing little surprises. And I did that because I always kind of wish that someone would do that for me. So I'm adding this as a standard. I want to be surprised every now and then. Once a year is good. Once every few years is good. Just like something. (laughs) I would like to be surprised. I've just like never been surprised in my life. Like I've never had a surprise party. I've never been surprised. Like I don't think anyone has ever surprised me ever. I think there was one time. Actually, no, I remember. I don't know what birthday this was. It might have been my ninth birthday. I remember it was my parents woke me up at like 6 a.m. on my birthday and they're like, wake up, wake up. They're like, you're not going to school. You're going to Disney. And I skipped school and went to Disney World. And it was the best birthday ever. I'm pretty sure it was my ninth birthday. So ever since then, I've been waiting for another surprise. So yeah, those are all of my standards for first date, talking stage, and relationship. And I just think we got to stop giving people excuses or stop making excuses for them and start like looking at this, like writing this out when we're clear-headed and being like, if you do not meet these, like I don't want to continue this because I think this is literally the bare minimum. So I'd love to know your standards. If you think I'm missing anything, if you think any of these are too much, please DM me. But I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And again, please let me know what you want to see and like what you want from me because that would be so, so helpful. So please let me know. And if you are still listening, screenshot this, post it on your story, rate us five stars, rate it five stars on Spotify and Apple. And I'll see you guys next week with another episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. 
At The Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.